This episode is brought to you by City Index. You shouldn't have to pay a premium for the most exciting market opportunities. Start trading the biggest companies for less with City Index's commission-free US share CFDs. Go long or short with $0 commission on Apple, Amazon and our full range of US markets both in and out of hours. Visit cityindex.com to try a risk-free demo account today. City Index, invested in your success. All trading involves risk. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. This is the COB on the 1st of September. We're going to tell you all you need to know about business and markets on the 1st of this brand new month. We being myself, Nadine Blaney, here with David Scott. How are you? It's great. Uh, and in short, uh, unless you're a bear, you probably don't want to hear the story, but we'll progress anyway. Yeah, well, you know, I was trying to bring a little bit of enthusiasm and optimism to a day that was pretty darn poor wherever you looked. Um, like the market finishing down over 2%, the S&P ASX 200 at 6,845. We had a really similar day on Monday, and we're heading into Friday down over the week by pretty close to 4%. Look, that's that's not happy days for many investors at all. No, they've had a good bounce, of course, but that's the context. But uh, yeah, Friday's buy day. Well, we'll find out. It's proven to be that way on a lot of occasions. Well, um, maybe square up ahead of the weekend, but uh, I think the underlying message and the, ra- the factor behind what's going on at the moment, which is very hawkish central bank commentary, ain't going to change anytime soon. Now, and I wonder if investors in Australia tomorrow will be willing to take on much risk heading into that U.S. jobs report because the indications that we're getting from other, I know, private sector reads, but even the jobless claims report, you know, the the jobs market in the U.S. is still so tight. Two Americans for every open job position. That's not good. Flip it around. Two jobs for every every, every, every unemployed person. Yeah. Apologies. You you can have two if you want. (laughs) Yeah, right. Um, Whatever way you slice it, look, it's going to be an interesting jobs report it comes ahead of an inflation rate ahead of a a fed um you know fed meeting coming later this month look before we go all macro on everybody uh, let's stick with what happened here locally in terms of equities i mean bhp was trading ex-dividend but still down seven and a quarter percent the energy space hammered the banks hammered Real estate uh, trusts hammered, consumer discretionary. If you're looking for anything, where do you look? The defensive sectors. Look for Endeavor Group and maybe a, a drink alongside it because uh, yeah. it was one of the few names to go and finish higher. Woolies, you know, CSL, yeah. um, you know, a couple in the healthcare space, Cochlear and uh, Fisher and Paykel. But yeah, it, it was, um, there wasn't many, many places to hide today. No, and I mentioned uh, on the pulse and the close as well, when you go and factor in what's going on with the Aussie dollar, the, yeah. so from an offshore investor perspective, not only was it was a horrible day in, in US dollar terms, or baseline terms, you're looking at a decline of like 2.5, 2.6% on a day. And really where there's not a whole lot of, I know, headline grabbing news out there, uh, just know, a whole bunch of things culminated at one time. And uh, Wooshka, the, uh, the rug was pulled. Yeah, and if you like company if you're miserable i mean we did have selling around the region as well we saw the nikkei down by one and a half percent uh the hang seng getting hit hard in hong kong as we speak but chinese markets i guess outperforming to a certain degree though still in negative territory at this time e-minis in the u.s are still negative as well um look i'll just run you through a couple of the the big performers uh, just in case you were not watching every move this market made 
today as we were. Points bet, worst performer, second day in a row. Really steep falls, down by 14.5%. Wonder, you know, all of that spending to get into the U.S., it's going to have to come to fruition yeah, in a good way soon. Like gold, like, no, the land of no honey and no everything else yeah. in between, the way it was pitched. But uh, the world was very different, wasn't it, now when money was essentially free. Money ain't free anymore. And uh, those that are spending it willy-nilly and don't know, trying to go and chase those dreams... Well, they don't come to fruition. We're seeing the uh, first-hand consequences right now. Sandfire down 11% the wake of its result yesterday, scrapping its dividend. Although um, one broker was out today saying you shouldn't be spooked by that as an investor. Tyro giving back some of yester- most of yesterday's games. Um, Perseus Mining still down. Uh, on the flip side, though, we did have Mesoblast higher. Target price was cut by Bell Potter in the wake of its results, um, but still somehow uh, moved higher. And... Uh, <laughs> Did that sound bad? That no, didn't sound. That I sounded like I was editorializing. No, you just no, you, no, just it's said in jest, and because I <laughs> know uh, what's going on. No, I think everyone can go in and test him. Miso Blast is, <laughs> is probably, if not the most volatile amongst the uh, top five most volatile stocks in the benchmark mm. index on a day-to-day basis. Hey, Parenti Global had a good day. Its uh, target price was lifted one per one dollar by Macquarie, saying uh, margins are recovering, and uh, Polynovo as well, also. Looked pretty good after we saw its price target lifted. Well, that was a couple of days ago. Actually, director resignation, but an appointment of a chief technology and science officer. Anyways, sometimes there's not a lot behind moves of 2%. Um, Scotty, before we move on um, from these equities, let's get to BHP. It was the stock of the day. Trading X dividend. Some might say it was on sale. Let's find out if our expert guests uh, took that view when it comes to BHP. A very good business, as you said, their result was was a good one. They've got next to no gearing now and, and a very strong balance sheet uh, and are changing their spots to some extent. They've sold off their, their oil business to Woodside and are now focusing on future-focused technology or, co- or commodities. Uh, so in their result, they did set aside some capital expenditure for, for more green uh, commodities. So. You know, that's a, a bit of a changing of the, the outlook for BHP. Uh, it is one of those stocks that on weakness, you can easily add to it. As I said, officially, we've got a hold on it. But times like now where yeah. we see the, the share price down um, under $40, it's, it's probably reasonable buying if you don't already have it in your portfolio or, or want to top up. Price action showed this morning. Obviously, people have ditched uh, the stock on the open. It was down about 8% or something. And yeah. It's progressively just been bought up over the course of the day. Um, they've always got a great future plan. Management's absolutely proved their stripes. Dividends, fantastic. Um, and look, their forward PE is still at 27% discount to the five-year average. So that was uh, Mark Gardner from Macro Capital and David Lane from Ordmanette. Look, I don't think it's a big surprise. It's a it's just a core holding of many Aussies' portfolios, and I cannot see that changing anytime soon. Like your wheat bix, your Vegemite, and uh, your BHP. Maybe, <laughs> maybe after today, BHP on toast. Maybe, maybe a bit of Macquarie. Yeah. Well, let's find out. Are any of those what Zach Riaz from Banyan Tree Investment Group would have in his? portfolio right now. If you'd like to find out, you can listen to that interview via the show notes. Also, you had a good chat with Tim Lawless from CoreLogic. Property Property is front of mind for many Aussies right now. And uh, the title of our interview is Why Your House is Losing Value as You Sleep. Yeah, reminds me of the, uh, all the headlines we go and see. Where it's like, hey, my house is making more than I do when the, uh, the subsequent upswings that go and take place. But it's, uh, 
that housing finance data that came out today, one month, you know, we know that it's trending lower, but uh, the acceleration we saw in the decline of our new credit being extended for, for the mortgage market at the moment is a really bad sign for our house prices moving forward. Mm-hmm. It certainly is. Um, look, most houses, most most banks have put sort of a, a time frame as to when we'll see these peak to trough falls. But a lot of it obviously will come down when we start to get signaling that things are changing from the big, big central banks. Um, another interview that you can listen to via the show notes is a chat we had with James White from Lessup Investment Management. He's talking about obviously Fed raising rates, a tightening of global conditions and an outflow from uh, of capital from emerging markets. But he also reckons that that's where some of the best opportunities lie. I've had a few conversations about this lately, Scotty. To me, uh, my impression is it all it's a matter of timing. Yeah. Wait for the signal. When the US dollar turns, go and pile in. Uh, be selective, of course. There's lots of hard to go and choose out there. But I agree. When it comes to outright no possibilities and where they could go to uh, EM at this point in time, valuations are depressed. They've been smashed by a variety of different factors, which means they look very, very cheap. And if, uh, if anything was to go and change that you know, environment, uh, they'll likely go and generate a lot more alpha. Yeah, and the alpha is what you're after ultimately at the end of the day. Although in times like this, you're also looking just um, you know to protect capital and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Not when you're getting, well, you mentioned the housing data. Um, you know, we've got the manufacturing PMI in China falling into contractionary territory and actually did here as well. The AI Group Manufacturing Index came into negative territory this month or in August I should say also but yeah I mean China China I know was your watching brief this week have has your thesis around China been proved right thus far oh uh, look I think everyone knew that it, uh, there's something that's not quite uh, right there in the economy at this point in time and yeah I just read about the uh, the yuan today and the um, relentless self it's uh, it's paused a little bit I know coincidentally just when i go and write this probably uh, a, a contrarian indicator but certainly uh look at back in times when you've seen a, a very sustained uh, prolonged sell-off in the yuan against the other greenback and then have a, overlay that against pockets of volatility you know think about you know, the second half of 2018 think about you no know, 2016 these are all periods that were not good for risk assets and we're going through another one right now and uh, I look at the uh, divergence, whilst the US has got its own challenges, clearly at this point in time, uh, what's going to go and change it up? You know, maybe there will be that vaccine announcement in China, maybe there will be an, a loosening of COVID zero, but for the time being, the, uh, the growth prospects there are grim. Yep, and I uh, just do note right now we're seeing, you know, nickel contracts retreating down about 3%. Uh, as we speak. Um, so, <laughs> you know, it's it's pretty tough out there for a lot of reasons. And we're expecting to see European markets open weaker, um, in part because of that weak Chinese data. Um, and we've got data out in Europe as well tonight. Um, look, we'll get some insight into what's going on in terms of unemployment in Europe and the UK. In fact, uh, we get um, the August PMIs coming through for Europe and the UK, and you've got to think that energy is factoring in there, particularly in Europe. In the US, we get the ISM manufacturing PMI, and we get more speakers. We get uh, the FOMC's Bostic is speaking tonight. Big Raph. Raphael. We heard from Mester overnight. She's talking four plus by early next year. She's talking leaving it there until they see the whites of the eyes of inflation. The, uh, the Fed and its various presidents are all singing from the same song sheet. Investors take note. Yeah, I, I still look back and uh, no, whilst 
the shortness of his speech was the thing that really caught me aghast. The fact that what he said was just pretty much what all the other Fed uh, speakers had said in that conference before, and the markets just completely ignore him. Nah, don't worry about it. Then all of a sudden, Jay Powers comes out, eight minutes, kapow, and then all of a sudden, the uh, the whole dynamic has changed for the time being, and it's likely to remain pretty tricky for the time being. Yeah, and I mean, this is something that the Fed has said all throughout the pandemic, is that it will continue to telegraph, you know, to talk, 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 and telegraph to the market its intentions. Um, you know, whether that be a change in tack or you know, whatever, they've, they've definitely all been, you know, pretty much in unison throughout, even as their um, language changes, you know, transitory and then not transitory. Now we're talking, and I, I love this, all the, all the uh, trolls that inspired on Twitter, you know, this talk about a, a growth recession, uh, you know, and somebody had put on there, it's as if we're, we're um, snowflakes that can't handle the truth being told. We're kids getting a, an effort badge just for showing up. You can't just tell it like it is. A growth recession might be a recession or a type of recession we've never seen before, but a recession is a recession. It's, uh, I, there's so many words I want to use again to describe <laughs> the term that would get, immediately get an explicit uh, warning on this podcast. I'm not going to go down that path, but um, yeah, to say below trend growth is I know, a growth recession please okay yeah. <laughs> yeah please stop um all right so i mentioned what's coming out tonight look there's no big results we're, we're officially done and dusted um, when it comes to reporting season what we're in now is a lot of these companies trading ex-dividend i'm just going by memory calls is one of those companies trading ex-div i think empole is as well so just watch if you see some of those really short you know sharp share price reactions you want to check out uh, what the uh, trading status is of these companies um, we've got the last call happening tomorrow. I don't think there's any big data here, but then a lot of the conversation will be about jobs. Yeah, well, jobs in the, the school summit and uh, what oh, comes yeah. out of that. Yeah, Cheryl Look, Murphy from EY. I've had a chat with her today. Yeah, um, I, I really enjoy uh, Cheryl. She's uh, she enjoys the podcast as well. Uh, but uh, yeah, she was uh, telling me that she's optimistic that's going to go and uh, start some conversations and uh, not poo-pooing it. I said, well, it's nice because I think you're the first person to actually go and tell that. No, I've heard a few people say at least there's something being done. At least there's a conversation happening. And it looks as if at least, you know, everybody's at the very least recognizing that there's a very major problem because I know that we're feeling it on the ground in real life, in mm. real time. And yeah, it would be even more frustrating, I think, for everybody if we didn't think anybody was at least making an attempt. Yeah, we're going over time, but of course, you know, I've already written about the challenge of trying to go and get, all, all parties are looking to go and try and boost migration levels. But it's a global marketplace, uh, folks, and it's not just easy as snapping your fingers and saying, come to Australia. Uh, uh, no, there's plenty, lots of other countries that are saying, hey, come here too. Yeah, and, and maybe a little bit cheaper to live in as well. And that's, yeah. uh, that's a no massive headwind. Um, listen, if you would like to listen to an interview with Sherelle Murphy, who um, came to see us at studio today, it was really nice. Um, you can listen to The Big Picture with Carl Rodda. They sat down for quite some time, had a really good chat. It's up online. If you don't go to our website, I don't know why not, osbiz.com.au. There's so many good conversations that you can get caught up on from today, from the week, you know, from really anytime. Search your name and you're bound to find it in there somewhere. We've spoken to pretty much everybody over the last couple of years. Let's Night wrap night? it. Yeah, I, okay. think it's a, I think it's time to go wrap it. We'll see you on Friday. Night.